So I was looking back at our emails to just see what talking points we could talk about. And I realized we only started speaking a few months ago. For some reason, I thought it had been more than a year. I think last time we spoke, I was like, oh yeah, you've been celibate for like a year, right? And you're like, no, no, six months. But for some yeah, reason, right. it feels like a lot of things have happened. And I thought I've known you more than a year, actually. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's been, I think, half a year or something. Yeah, I think our first uh, first time we spoke was September, end of September. Right, right. Yeah, so not, not even. Um, yeah, so anyway, I think you have a very cool story uh, that I think is very relatable and can give insight to a lot of men because uh, you kind of took on kind of a typical issue, but you took it on very head on and you got results pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so I would love for you to, I mean, if you could just tell your story from before we met, breakup, et cetera. Sure. So uh, last year at this time, I was kind of paralyzed. Um, I was in a relationship that just did not work out. Um in this relationship, um, my ex-girlfriend was definitely the more the more powerful part. She was the dominant part, and um, I was suffering, but I was not for for a long time not um, admitting that to myself. And so last year in January, I um, developed um, I, I I got panic attacks. I went to the hospital with heart problems that were psychosomatic, so my heart was actually fine. And I was really, really bad. I was actually at some points really afraid that, you know, I might die. Obviously, you know, that was a bit, um, that was not realistic, but I was really, really, yeah, in, in a bad moment. Um, and I started seeing a therapist and finding out that what I had was kind of a people pleaser, white knight syndrome. That means that I used to search all my life for women that had problems or that, you know, had a difficult life situation or whatever, mm -hmm. who I could fix. Yeah. And by fixing these women, I would feel better myself and feel like, okay, now I deserve sex, love, whatever in return. Right. Yeah. Also known as Captain save -a -ho in America. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did not know this term, but yeah, it's exactly that. And so, um, yeah, and you know, I had this moment, it was in March when I was in hospital with heart problems. I thought like, okay, you know, like this is the point, like it can't get worse. So I really have to do something about it. And I started to, um, to, to, to look at what is actually my problem here. And, um, I discovered a lot of, shame sexual shame basically why i ended up always in relationships even maybe if i if i knew let's say that a relationship is not good for me and this is not the right woman for me i felt like sex is something bad desire is something bad in itself it's what my 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 parents taught me that a man who penetrates a man who desires a woman is kind of toxic so that's not something you do. You ask for sex or you please until the woman um, gives you what you yeah. want, right? <laughs> and so I ended up in relationships often. I also, I think partly because of sexual shame, because what I found out about myself is I felt so bad when a woman gave me sex that I had to pay for it mm -hmm. with slavery, right? 
So yeah. there's a price you have to pay. And that's, that's all these things um, came out when I just started to, to really look, what's my problem here? Mm-hmm. So, so you were, you felt like it was such a big thing from her to give you something that you didn't deserve. So you had to basically give away all your freedom. Right. I felt, I think I felt deep inside, I felt undeserving anyways. Right. Because my, my, I also have this, this, I had, or, you know, I was very much enmeshed by my mother. I had a very, or have a very close relationship with my mom who basically judged every step that I did. And I learned very early that my mom was never really content with what I do. So I have to do more, right? I don't deserve, I can't just go out with my friends, but I have to do homework before or have to show her that I cleaned the kitchen before I can go and play. And so in my adult life, I can't just have sex and just gain something or receive something because then I would, my brain would go like, no, that's wrong. Like I can't have just a woman liking me or wanting to sleep with me. And if that happened, I felt so bad. Like, okay, my goodness, I, we had sex. That's bad in itself. You know, like, my goodness, what am I doing now? Like, okay, I now have to bring her gifts. yourself. Punish myself, right? Uh, put myself into slavery and show her that I'm different. I think that's also this nice guy syndrome that um, Robert Glover describes very nicely. You want to prove that you're different, different mm-hmm. from other men, whoever they might be, because you just heard mm-hmm. of these toxic men everywhere, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also for you, your, your mom criticized these qualities in your dad, right? Right, right. Yes. She basically, it, yeah, go ahead. yeah, she talked about my dad's um, young years. And yeah, he had so many women and, you know, you can't just, you know, break women's hearts and mess around with their feelings and just, you know, fuck around or whatever. And so, of course, you're a young, you're a boy, you're listening to that and you learn, okay, my mom expects me to be different from my dad who was promiscuous or whatever. And that was deep, deep, deep inside. I did not even know that I have these that I had this conditioning from her, right? Mm-hmm. And was this around the time that you got like uh, hooked on prostitutes? That was two years before. So I was four years in this relationship. And after two years already, I felt that it is not working out. But as I have to please a woman or I have to stay loyal in a way in order to be someone right so from my 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 mindset or my my unconscious belief was in order to be a good man a good person you have to stick with your woman no matter how hard the times are no matter how complicated right so after two years i realized of two years of relationships i realized realized this is not good it's not working out it makes you sick really and I, 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 I wanted to break up with her. And then something terrible happened in her life where I thought, okay, right, I can't break up with her now because something terrible happened in her life. I have to be there for her, right? I can't do it just now. It's just not the right timing. But then the right timing never came, right? So three months went by, half a year month went by, and I was really 
I felt helpless. I felt impotent. I felt like I could not get out of the situation nor change it. <clears throat> and then I started to drown my desperation, let's say, in porn. That's how it all started. I just, you know, um, distracted myself from my pain, from my impotence, from my paralysis, um, so to so to speak. And I crave for regaining power, regaining control over something, over my life, over something. And, and, and in my fantasies, I felt like, okay, in my relationship, she's the dominant part. She's not happy with whatever I give. I caretake, I caretake. She, it's not enough. She says, do more. If you want me to marry you one day, do more, do more. And it's never enough. Just like with your mom. Exactly. Yeah. I basically searched my mom in younger, mm -hmm. right? That's what happens if you have, if you are a mother and meshed son. It's just that mm -hmm. you have a heavy mom who's heavy on you and you try to replay that with, with your girlfriends. And so, um, I dream, I started dreaming of promiscuous or forbidden women, like prostitutes, because I felt like kind of if, I dream of something that is really bad. You know, like if I think that sex in itself is not, is, it's not good, then, you know, dreaming of prostitutes or even like searching them online is something really bad. But it made me feel alive. Yeah. It made I me think, feel alive. I think with a lot of uh, fantasies like that, like, you know, guys fantasize about things like that with taboo sex or power or whatever, it's almost a correction. Like if you've gone so far away from yourself, you need something extreme to pull you back, you know, it's like, yeah. of course you fantasize about the thing you think is bad. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then you go into the extremes, as you said, because you need that kind of aliveness. And the, it's, it's funny, the, 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 on the days I felt more down, I needed a bigger kick. I need something more extreme to dream about. Yeah. And it's interesting because like you had this transactional view, you had this transactional view of sex and it's actually the cleanest transaction is with a prostitute. Right. Whereas with before you're doing, you're uh, exchanging covertly sex for servitude, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and also what prostitutes meant to me is like, I can regain, like she will give me some power for a moment in my fantasies. And I just have to give her money. I don't have to be her slave. I don't have to do anything, right? Right? She will not, after that, call me and say, like, why are you out with your guys again? I told you, you know, I don't want you to go out drinking with your guys. And, you know, I will not have all this controlling and all these, you know, complaints from a prostitute. I will just give her money and then she will say bye and that's it. And for me, I can regain the idea of power and doing something bad and nasty for a moment. And so I was dreaming about that. And then one night I was, um, of course, that must have happened. I went to a prostitute and um, it was not like I imagined it. So because it was not, I was, I dissociated basically completely from myself, right? So I was completely, I was not in line with, who I am. I did not know what happened. It was really like in a dream. I went there, knocked at the door, was completely nervous, could not have sex with her. Like it did not just, did just not work out because I was completely um, nervous. We talked. I felt seen. 
I felt like I already went, the, the, the fact that I was there doing something bad, but for myself, something bad or immoral, but for myself, that already was a bit of a healing for me. And then I went out and the shame kicked in because I thought like, oh my goodness, now now you are a really bad guy. Now you're really, you should be ashamed of yourself. What would your mother think? If your girlfriend would find out, she would definitely kill you. Like I had a very extreme relationship in which I sometimes really had fantasies of her killing me or I, 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 I had panic attacks in which I thought she would kill me. She was also kind of jealous. So sometimes jokingly, she would say like, haha, if I catch you one day cheating on me, I will cut off your testicles. And I was like laughing. Haha. She was like, yeah, you think I'm joking, right? So I was really like, okay, fuck. Now I, I, I visit a, a, a prostitute. I'm done. I'm done. I can never talk about it with her. I can never relieve the relationship. Because now I have to even more serve her, right? Because I felt even more ashamed. So even more, I have to stick with her now forever in this prison. And about her, I mean, we don't have to talk about her much, but she really pushed your buttons. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's, she, I mean, it seems like, I think you told me once that, like, she said she had to treat you like a slave. Yeah, we had this conversation. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 we had this conversation um, in the end of our relationship. You know, there was two years after the prostitute and incident. So I, after this, I, it took me another two years to um, break up. And when we broke up, I told her, you know, that I, I felt like a slave. Do you realize that we had this asymmetrical, how do you say it? Like, is it asymmetrical, yeah, asymmetrical relationship? And, and you were really like, and she said like, yeah, I kind of see it now. But I had no other chance than enslaving you. You asked for it. I have the feeling that you asked for it. And what did that mean to you? I really had to think about that. And then I learned, of course, it's 50% my fault, 50% her fault. It's not like she's such a bad woman and I did not, you know. I had to learn to take responsibility and look, why would she have the feeling that I would that I ask for being enslaved? Mm -hmm. sounded so crazy to me yeah well it's like on one hand we kind of sub communicate to people how to treat us uh, but then also like there's specific instance you've shared with me like uh, it seemed like she was searching for your boundaries and was happy when you finally would like be violent or something I was kind of like this is one of the gifts I think she gave to you in the sense that she really pushed and pushed and pushed until you no absolutely mm -hmm. Absolutely. There were situations in which I, 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 I'm, I'm always, you know, like nice guy, always harmonious, always looking that everything is smooth and there's no problem. And, you know, like always being also so proud of not ever, you know, freaking out, so proud of not being aggressive, so proud of all of, you know, of being so soft and, and kind. But she pushed me to edges where sometimes I was screwing. I remember a situation when we came back from the holiday and she was like pushing my buttons more and more and more. And then I parked the car and I punched the car from the inside. I screamed and I punched and I screamed and I punched. I did not stop. My, my, my voice was not even existing anymore. Like I could not, after that, I could not talk for three days, honestly. Like my voice was gone. I was, I was screaming. I was raging. 
And that was one of the moments in which she was silent and in which I felt like, ah, okay, here there was a shift in the power dynamics. Here I was on top. But it took so much to get me there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, and she was a bit of an extreme person, but you were also extremely, you know, soft at the time. But it does, reveal, it does reveal kind of a normal male-female dynamic where she needed you to show strength for her to feel safe. I think maybe a woman who wasn't so extreme wouldn't have needed to push you that far. But that's kind of like, yeah, that was kind of the, the dynamic between you. If like she didn't feel where the boundary was. So of course she felt crazy and pushed around. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you also said that you said something like she brought me to some insights or gave me some insights. And I do, be, I do believe that um, it was really necessary for me to meet her because I had these kinds of relationships before where I was the nice guy. I was just thinking like, ah, I do just everything fine and then everything will be smooth. And it, I, it always repeated until her who was so extreme and so like crushing my boundaries, like not giving up nothing, just walking right through my boundaries and pushing me and pushing me. And I needed that because if she would not have had been so extreme, I would not have woken up probably by now. I would have taken my nice guy syndrome in a marriage, trying to fix, to take caretake, to people please and everything and suffer for a whole marriage or then fuck up the marriage, go to a prostitute with 40, 50 or whatever. And then, you know, it would be a disaster. So actually yeah. I'm glad to have met her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause all of your previous relationships probably maybe they were too nice to really show you the truth. Right. Where she, she, she didn't have any of that nicety. So like she, she allowed you to feel the pain that forced you to change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, so then what happened? You guys broke um, up. Yeah, we broke up last summer. So uh, July, 2021. And it was really, it was really, really hard because I was addicted to her. I, I felt like addicted to her, completely addicted to her, to addicted to the chaos. You know, that she had this, she was the most interesting, most sexy, most eloquent woman I've ever met super intelligent like really I admired her right I, she was my goddess and I was addicted it was really a, it was a complete addiction so we broke up and I was relieved but I felt really lost because I've never been without basically a woman it was my mom that was my first girlfriend my third girlfriend at second third and now her so basically all my life I just spent pleasing a woman and then I was free. Here I was. Oh, yeah. And uh, during, like, before, you used to judge guys who just slept around, right? Like, you were always Absolutely. Monotonous. No, they were my auntie. How do, you, how do you say, like, a person who basically reflects what you would like to do? Mm-hmm. So it's always when, when guys trigger you, and, and I was thinking, like, yeah, this dude, basically, he just fucks around the whole city, whatever. I would never be like him. Yeah, because, you, you know what? You want to be like him. But yeah. you, feel, you feel like you can't. Because you feel like you, there's no, there's no chance you could do that. So basically, then, then when that, that's when you start judging someone. You judge some, someone for something you would like to own yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you guys yeah. broke up. You were addicted we to up. her. 
-hmm. Exactly. And then I said to myself, okay, I got to get rid of this nice guy syndrome. I will not go into a relationship for, I will not see women, not flirt, not have contact, not install any dating apps, whatever on my phone for the next half a year. Because I knew myself, I, 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 because I found out, okay, I'm going to have this nice girl syndrome. I have mother enmeshment. I need female validation. Okay. I go cold turkey on female validation. I just will not see any women apart from, of course, my, my family and, and some friends, but I will not have any, basically any contact with women. I will go do sports. I opened up to all of my male friends, told them everything. I'm telling you, basically, back then it was super shameful. I was really ashamed. I can't believe that I'm talking about this right now, half a year later. But um, yeah, so I basically shared my secrets. I told my guys, hey, guys, you know what? It's so crazy. Please, you know, um, sit down. You know, I, I've been to prostitute and everything. And they were like, huh, that's it? I was like, yeah, you know, like, I feel so bad. I feel so ashamed. And they were like, dude, who cares? <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, don't you want to judge me? Don't you want to stone me <laughs> to death or whatever? And they were like, hey, come on. You know, we, we, we realized your situation, not to justify it, but we just saw that and calm down, like chill out, relax. And that was great. So I opened up. I released every, sh like, I, I released shame. I, I told my story. I told my truth. I found truth. I told everything to everyone of my good friends. Started weightlifting. Um, found some cool guys in a cool gym. You know, they were, they are, um, it's, a, it's a gym for MMA fighters. So there's this part where they have weightlifting. The other part where I... Where I also want to go is where the guys punch each other and all cool dudes. They were super like welcoming, you know, they, they pushed me. Um, I, I'm, I have this routine of doing sports with them now twice a week since six months or since summer without. What do you play? Sorry. What sports do you play? What sport? It's just, uh, um, uh, weightlifting. So basically okay. I, I basically do, yeah, these, um, I don't know how to say it in English. The stuff you do in the gym, you know. Okay, okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, right. And so, but I wanted to uh, try out jiu-jitsu, BJJ or something. That's that's what they do there. And I find it very cool. So that's the plan for this year. And so I, I, um, I started this sports routine. Started focusing on myself. Meaning good food, good sleep. My goodness, sleep. No girlfriend who's calling to complain and say, like, why are you sleeping already? Or why are you still sleeping or whatever? Sleep, eat, meet good people that, that know your truth, where you can speak your truth, not see any girls. Try to see who you are without female validation. Like, and that's the thing. Like, who was I without female validation? Who am I as a man? Yeah. And then... I called you basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to say about some, some of the things you said, like, uh, you know, like slave morality is completely based on how your master sees you, right? Like you, you completely mold your identity about how, whether it's your parent or in this case, women or your girlfriend. So like a lot of, I think a lot of people don't have an identity outside of all of these eyes that they think are watching them. 
their parents or their parents' memory or their girlfriends or their friends or their social circle. So I, I think that's such a huge thing that a lot of people don't even think about that, that they're, maybe their entire personality is based on how other people, how they think other people want to see them. Um, and then also like with, uh, this is something actually I'm only appreciating more and more now, how important it is for men to spend time with men. Like I never really thought about it because my whole life, I just wanted to be closer to women. You know, I mean, my whole, my whole youth, let's say. And it's like, there's something that, something about yourself that kind of atrophies if you're always with a woman all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I never felt as I never felt comfortable also so much with um, these kind of strong guys, these other guys, right? Um, me as a nice guy, I had a lot of female friends. Always I was soft. And I thought about these guys who go to the gym and work out and uh, whatever to be, I, I, <laughs> I felt them to be, I don't know, like my dad, like my mom described my dad, right? Bad or, or, or uncivilized or whatever I thought. I don't know. Like I was probably also jealous of them, but I did not realize that. And I felt them to be competition for female validation, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought like, yeah, these guys are the ones who try to, you know, um, yeah, who are, who are competitors to me. And then I started seeing more guys. I basically, right, I, 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 had just half a year only I spent it only with with men and there started some kind of a feeling of a brotherhood that I never had mm -hmm. like all the men are my brothers the men who I always saw on the on the on the other side of the street full of tattoos super muscular, you know, like um, objectifying women, being a bit sexist, um, being a bit, yeah, rough. I started seeing them as my brothers. And when I was so, when I became so brave to tell everyone what was going on, and I just started to have the sports routine, I showed up every week at the same time, I never skip. I never skip any weight to lift. I never skip any exercise. I really like I and after two weeks or three weeks, I was so close to them. Like I have never felt even close to, to be honest, to a woman. Hmm. I feel so close to the men around me now. I would kill for them. And I, be, I would really like. It sounds pathetic, but I, I would really do everything for them, but in another way, not not like I did for women in order to get their validation. I would even do everything for them, even if they would not see it and realize it. Because I've, yeah, I, I, I can't, it's like I really changed completely the way I see men. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I've, I've been thinking more and more about how all mental health health issues come from us not being environments that we evolved to be like a hunter gatherer ancestors. I mean, what you're describing, it's kind of unusual for men nowadays, but to our ancestors, this was just normal, right? You went out hunting, you had no other choice than, but to kill for your brothers because otherwise you don't get to come home. Like that was just normal, which is why I think it feels so much like home when you get to experience little bits of that. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Sounds logic to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Then what happens? Well, I felt better in my body. Mm -hmm. I, I, I became very fit. Uh, we and met around September. Yeah. Yeah. September. Yeah. We met around September. Um, I learned about the whole um, topic of masculinity and masculine energy. I started to understand that I divorced from my masculine energy long, long time ago. And through the, you know, through also the coaching and, and, and the, the, the conversations that we had, I learned basically to, and, and, and the sports to integrate and to explore kind of my masculine energy to not be ashamed of wanting sex, for example, mm -hmm. not to be ashamed not to not to always want to be a good guy i think it was you who said like who cares if if something you're doing is good or bad like who who judges you i yeah. try to I think, do... I, th i think i asked you uh what if there's no such thing as good and evil right because you're always even even when you with your new outlook you're like oh is this good it's like you had a new definition of good but you're like putting things in the category of good and bad good yeah and bad as a man it's like no no even that is bad you even you know even your new definition of good is not useful yeah Exactly. And so I tried to um, not ask people anymore, what do they think, like, is this bad or is this good or evil, but just to trust myself and not yeah. to judge. Um, yeah, and you get a lot of positive feedback. I'm remembering, uh, like, with female coworkers, right? Like, you would kind of say something that you thought was edgy and get a positive response, right? Yeah, right. Um, I had the situation where... Um, so I work at a radio station and sometimes there's not a lot of time to decide what you're going to say in the next take, in the next uh, talk on, on, on the show. And so we had two minutes and I, I knew that what she was scripting was wrong. And then she started to discuss, no, I don't think it's wrong. Why, why would you say that? And then I shouted just to her, like through the microphone, like forget about it. Just scrap it. I write it new. Believe me, what you wrote was completely wrong. I will do it now. So I took her job away. Like I took, I was like this toxic man who took her <laughs> task away and just said like, fuck your script. It's wrong. And then after that, I came to her and said like, oh, I apologize. Sorry. Um, was I rude to you? And she said to me, no, uh, not at all. Actually, um, I found it really cool how direct you were. And so I, I, I absolutely knew what to do. I just left it to you and um, it kind of suits you. <laughs> and I thought, like, really? Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because even <laughs> though, of course, it's less convenient in some ways, one, it's more effective for your job. But in the same way that your ex was pushing your boundaries and not feeling safe because you didn't give her one, you made that woman feel extremely safe because you were extremely confident and you gave her very clearly what the boundaries were and she could just relax basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I had really, these, these moments really taught me things that, that I did not learn in years, tens of years. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm 31 now and I'm learning these things right now that it's okay to be aggressive. It's okay to, 
I don't know, like all of these things, it's just, yeah. Yeah. You know, I was looking back at our emails, uh, as I mentioned earlier, and I think a thing that was like a, a lot that we spoke about was uh, deservedness. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, going back, you felt like you need to pay something to get what you want or give something else or be something else, as opposed to like, you deserve things or you, you get what you want because, or I should say, you deserve things because you want them. Like there's no, there's no transaction needed. And actually, I mean, just last time we spoke, um, I think we were talking about power and how power is what makes you deserve it. Like in mm-hmm. the, in, in nature, in the jungle, power is what makes the lion the king of the jungle. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the thing when it comes to sexual dynamics mm-hmm. and, and most things actually. Power mm-hmm. is what actually makes you deserve something, not not some ethical, moral abstraction. Right, but I needed to understand, and I still need to learn. I think that's the that's where I'm at now. Is that power? in itself is not something negative. Yeah. That's also what I learned from my mom because yeah, she said that that um, men who oppress women, I was raised basically by a feminist woman, right? To be to be exactly the the soft guy that would never do anything bad to a woman, which is which I absolutely um support i absolutely support to not be um an oppressor or a a a tyrant to a woman i absolutely um, agree with that but i needed to learn and i'm learning now that power in itself is not bad and it's what makes you get things in life for free for example i'm dating I, i have started dating women recently and i still need to understand why it is that they like me, although I have not done anything. So sometimes I just, um, you know, I would just have a date. I would not, I stop myself from being like too nice guy. I try to not worry too much because I would, you know, like it's the first time in my life that I'm actually casually dating. And then women like me and they are attracted to me and then i start feeling bad so i i go back into my old patterns and i think think like but i have not done anything for you so why would you come home with me now and so we're going home and i think like okay is there anything i can cook at home <laughs> you know like because then i think oh my goodness you have you know you go you get back into your nice guy syndrome like stop it you know she's not going home with you in order so that you are cooking some nice dinner for her you know like don't start paying again right so yeah. she's you know i did not even have you know we did not have sex have had sex so and even if you would not need to pay anything so even after sex you don't have to get out of bed and make her pancakes with banana yeah. whatever <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's actually the fact the reason why she probably wants to go home with you the most is that you're not paying anything you haven't devalued yourself by showing that you need to pay something yeah yeah and actually but, i mean yeah it might it might be just a fun thing to think about i think obviously you could go too far in this direction too but thinking that she needs to pay something like it's something that it's uh, more valuable to her than it is to you Right. I had exactly or kind of a similar thought when I went out um, with someone this week. I caught myself thinking about 
my outfit, how I want to look um, when I meet her for the first time, thinking like, okay, what style does she like or might she like? And then I thought to myself, why is it that she judges you if she likes you? Why can't it be, well, I go on this date and let's see if she deserves me. Right. Let's see. Maybe I don't like her. And if I don't like her, she will have to, she will have to work a bit harder to get me. Yeah. But this is so far away from everything that I have been trained as a kid. Yeah. Well, it seems like you're, you're moving that direction pretty quickly. Yeah. Based on what you shared last time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm moving there quite quickly. I think I'm, I'm more, um, Hmm. How can I say it? I'm more successful in that field than I would have ever dreamed. Mm -hmm. And it scared, scared me and still does a bit because I was not afraid actually to date. And then I, I was on the one hand, I was afraid to be rejected by women. Um, but also I was afraid to be liked by women mm. at the same time, because that would mean, yeah, that's something like liked by women without paying any, any price without getting into slavery again, becoming a boyfriend again of someone and serving this woman again. But I, I'm just not used to the situation in which I just, I'm just myself mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm dating and actually women go out with me and have sex with me. And sometimes when I, I'm lying in my bed and I'm not conscious about what I'm doing, I get panic attacks still mm -hmm. because it's so new. I thought like, I, I think like, my goodness, I just had sex with this woman and went home. Did not leave any flowers. Did not make any nice, <laughs> nothing. Did no, did no nice guy shit. Did no nice guy yeah. shit. I had sex. And what, what is she thinking? And so I, I had the situation which I wrote her or, or called her whatever and said like, yeah, is everything fine? You know, like, is there anything you want to tell me? <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> why would you ask that? Uh, I had fun. How was about you? How about you? And I was like, yeah, I also had fun. Right. Okay. <laughs> do you want, do you want, do you want to see me again next Saturday? And I was like, okay, cool. Then see you next Saturday. And I was like, <laughs> Is this, is it, is it that, is it that easy? Yeah. Can it be that easy? Yeah. I mean, it, it might take some time for that. Uh, it's just like, almost like you feel like you're accruing a debt by getting things for free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you, I remember in, in just uh, right before the holidays, you sent me an email cause you were almost thinking of continuing your celibacy. Yeah. I did not want to enter the dating game. Absolutely yeah. not. I was, I was really afraid of it. I was yeah. sweating in my bed. I was lying awake. I was shaking. I was thinking like, okay, I can't go out there. Like either women will like completely reject me and not see me because I'm also a, a short guy. So I also had, when I was younger, this short guy complexes that, you know, like they only like tall guys, you know, and um, mm -hmm. I will never have a chance. So it's better to not get into dating ever and be rejected I, I not get into dating and, and stay there because then there's no chance that you can get rejected. But there's, of course, then also no chance that you 
that you will be abundant and, and yeah. successful. Yeah. So, I mean, of course I was encouraging you to, to throw yourself in there, but we didn't speak for a couple of weeks. I didn't know, like when we, we spoke again in uh, January, I had no idea uh, what had happened to you or anything. Could, could you share actually what had you choose to start dating and what was that like those first dates after six months like? Um, what had me choosing to just do it is basically, I think it was because you, we, we, you've, you've written to me, like I sh should just get out and be, and, and, and kind of face the, what I'm afraid of. Mm -hmm. And I think that was exactly the right thing to do. And, and it's also what I can just really say about all my journey. Everything I said until now is go where you feel it's uncomfortable. Just go there. It has always worked out and it was the same this time. I just had to face this dating thing. And um, yeah, <laughs> it's um, the first dates were really good. So everything I was afraid of did not happen. I was not rejected. On the contrary, I met different women and dated different women, or I'm still doing that. But I was sure that I didn't want to be in a relationship, in a monogamous relationship right now. Because there's just, you know, like, it's it's just, it's just not what I want right now in this phase of my life. And I was afraid to tell that because I learned from my mother and my girlfriends that what do you want to say you want to say that you want to fuck around and sleep with three girls at the same time or what and i know what my old me would say like no you know it's not it's not what i'm saying I, yeah i'm not that guy <laughs> yeah and then you said like and then you come to the yeah that's exactly what you want to do you just want to be free you want to ex 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 experience your sexuality, you know, like I was very suppressed in my sexuality. You know, I, I shamed my sexuality. I shamed my desires for dominance, my desires for aggression and to all of these things. Um, And so, yes, exactly. That's what I'm, if I'm honest, that's what I want. I would just want to be free in, 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 in my, in, in my dating life. And so, you know, I start dating and dating several people and then I had the situation which I thought like okay now you um first of all it, it's it's crazy you you see multiple women but they don't know how you're feeling right you would not say maybe not say it you know at the the first time you meet but then at some point um I started feeling like okay yeah but you know I think you should tell them and then I was super nervous and thought like, okay, I have to tell them the truth because I, 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 my, 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 my new, my new standard for myself is speak your truth. Always, always just say what you want. Don't be a nice guy. Don't go around it. Don't lie. Don't be nice. Just say what you want. And then I told them and I said like, yeah, you know, like started off being super nervous. Like, yeah, you know, um, I've, I like you and I know we have good conversations and everything, but um, uh, I want to see other girls. Actually I'm seeing other girls and I just want to, you know, be physical. And she said like, you just want to have sex with me. 
And I'm like, yeah, basically. Cool. Yeah. It's fine. Like I, I could also, I could also, you know, I could imagine, you know, going into a longer relationship with you. But if that's not what you want, that's this woman told me. That's fine. I enjoy the sex with you. It's all cool. Um, and I'm like, you, you don't want to kill me <laughs> because you know my old nice guy is thinking like, oh no, no, mom will come or your girlfriends or whoever this 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 female dragon will come and bite off your head. Because he wants sex. Because you know my old patterns, right? My old belief is sex. A man who wants sex and 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 does not want to please a woman is just bad. And she just told me the opposite. She was like absolutely fine. And so I'm just seeing the people I see. Uh, everyone knows what I'm doing, and <laughs> everyone's fine with that. And it's like, it's ridiculous. It's so it's it's it's. If you would have told me that one year ago that this is possible, I would. It's, it's just. It's a joke. It's really, it's a joke. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, are you still having the panic attack feelings though? Um, no, no. Okay. At the moment, I think, I think they vanished. I can't, I can't promise myself that they will not come back, but if they will come back, I know what it is. Cool. It might be that there is a, as a woman that I really, really find super nice and I really like her super a lot. So the more I, of course, I'm, the more I'm attracted to someone, particularly, the more I would get back into my nice guy panic because I think, like, oh, no, what do I have to do so she likes me? And then I have to, again, calm myself down and think, like, okay, dude, yeah, but we know the story. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't please, you don't caretake. Even if you like her, she also needs to show that you, she deserves you, right? And mm -hmm. you don't have to crawl to her feet and kiss her feet, right? Yeah. Okay. And then I can calm down. That's fine. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I think last time we spoke, I, I, I suggested uh, going further and further and asking for edgier and edgier desires or stating edgier and edgier yeah. desires to kind of blast away the transactional belief. Has anything happened on that? I'm just curious. You don't have no. to share the details. No, 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 no. It, I did not. Okay. I was not courageous enough uh, to ask for these things right now. But I'm I'm comfortable that I will be able to do that, because once you've learned to go, you know where you feel uncomfortable, you teach yourself. It's it's not dangerous. Speaking the truth is not dangerous. Doing what you like, having a desire or desires, breaking up with a woman, just because it's not working out, all of these things will not kill you eventually. And if you learn that there is no danger in speaking the truth and, and just going where it's uncomfortable and you can handle it, you teach yourself you are actually strong enough to handle it and you're even stronger than you think. There might be things you're capable of handling that you're, that you're probably not even aware of. Yeah. Yeah, that's so key that... Uh... I mean, so many people are imprinted to be afraid of things that they don't need to fear. And it's yeah. like this learned helplessness thing. It's not just with men. It's kind of across the board in society. But certainly anyone played nice guy syndrome is essentially that. It's like a set of learned fears or a perceived dangers. Absolutely. I have this. I, I, there's always the story in my mind of these, this Indian elephant who was, as a baby, chained to flock. Oh, is it, you know, is it a tree or what? No, no. Yeah. You know, this with, thing like a, with a rope. Uh, so yeah, that, with a yeah. rope. 
yeah, yeah. you know that story right yeah and so he he grows up and becomes a huge elephant who could just you know rip off the chain like easily but he does not dare because he's just so conditioned to be a small baby elephant who's not able to yeah yeah and i yeah. think we're all fucking giant elephants <laughs> yeah <laughs> or we or most of us don't know what our limits are yeah probably yeah i think a big thing is like especially with like men dealing with women is knowing that just because you get negative feedback it doesn't mean that that is that is not the signal that things are bad right because sometimes you need to enter the conflict like they're almost expecting you to enter the conflict and then later on is where you get to see mm -hmm. what the result is right yeah it just in my case it was just that i learned that the the the, the judgment of a woman is the ultimate is the ultimate truth is the ultimate judgment so if she complains it must have to, it must be something about you and yeah. you need to, and i need to unlearn that that um, my own truth is what i care about and 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 of course i care about other people but first and most most of all i it's my own judgment that is the most accurate and i believe in the most yeah because you're not even doing anything nice ultimately because really she's throwing some shit at you it's i mean it's a test obviously to see if you can actually make her feel safe and then doing what she wants or doing what she says makes her feel less safe. So you're actually not serving her anyway. Yeah. Like the, the best thing you can do for her is to demonstrate you're powerful. And then of course she'll want to sleep with you. She'll want to do things with you because you make her feel safe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what's next for you? Do you know? I enjoy life. <laughs> I really enjoy life. Being free from being a miserable nice guy, I can't. I can. I can't explain to you how miserable I was, and how everything feels different. The the it sounds pathetic. I you know like I'm, I always speak in these images, but like I see the air smells different. I'm out in the nature. I do trips with friends, male friends very often. Sports. Just dating, making music, doing what I love, having my own hobbies, my own hobbies without, you know, thinking, ah, oh, would my girlfriend like me to try out dancing with a female co-worker? I just dance. If I want to, you know, go dancing with a female co-worker, you know, like she, whatever, or do things that I like. That's, that's next for me. Um, Staying on that track and trying to, deepen my knowledge or let's say um to just to make sure that i i stick with what i learned last year cool yeah yeah once it, it's like so cool with your story because it, it is in, in a sense like typical nice guy hero's journey but you did it very quickly and it was very extreme <laughs> and i think you know i mean one thing you know we can perhaps give credit to your ex in, in that sense but like you really dove into your pain And, you know, and I've seen, you know, obviously I've spoken to a lot of guys in similar nice guy traps. Some people stretch it out so long, like, mm -hmm. like years and years and years because they don't want to confront their pain. Whereas mm -hmm. you kind of just dove in, at least from, at least from when we spoke, at least uh, let yourself feel the hurt. And of course it moved things fast for you. Yeah, that's true. But I have to, I have to also say that, of course, you have not seen me the last 10 years. 
where I have been this nice guy. I think you just met me in the face or I, I found you in the face where I thought like I'm so fed up with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I saw that anyway, there is no way around it. So you can also just like you can just if you confront the things that you're afraid of and you think that they might kill you, you can either find out quickly if you die <laughs> or die slowly. And then I thought like, yeah. okay, then, you know, like if I have to die, I go there and, you know, like attack, yeah. you know, like I was, I was a, 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 a small pathetic weasel all the time and afraid of fighting. And then I thought like, okay, now if you choose to fight, you can also do it full on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, was there anything else that you, you think really helped you? Like any points, any realizations for the many people that have experienced what you're experiencing last year? Trust your guts. Mm -hmm. If you feel that you're not good, you're probably not good. Don't question your perception. Cool. Yeah. That's big. Yeah, that's still a thing that I need to reinforce in myself, especially when people you meet are disagreeing. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you just have to believe that your way is the right way, even yeah. if you're not sure. It's yeah. Just like the alternative means you're definitely going to be wrong if you're following other people's right. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. This was great. Yeah. Anything else you want to let any last words? Mm, no. Cool. Well, it's been very cool uh, watching your journey. I hope to see more of it. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for sharing your story. Yeah. And thank you for your help so far. It was sure. really great. See you. <laughs>